Well, hi there. Hi, if you're there. And welcome back to the what's... No. (laughs) I'm so sorry. This is only my second time doing it, okay? So I'm not an expert yet. Welcome back to the Up Your Alley podcast. I was going to say, what's up your alley? This podcast. What's tell me something that's up your alley. Um, actually, that's like a good interactive thing. If okay, so well, okay, to start it off, I would like if you're listening to this and if you feel like communicating to me in any way, um, this is how you should do it. You should go follow me on Instagram and leave a comment on my most recent post and tell me something that is up your alley. Uh, other than this podcast, because this podcast is up everybody's alley. That's the point. So um, let's see here. Up Your Alley Podcast is my Instagram handle. And that's U-P-Y-O-U-R-A-L-L-I-E, because that's the right way to spell alley. Thank you very much. And podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Uh, up Your Alley Podcast. Go follow me on Instagram. And please remark in the form of a comment on my most recent post, something that is up your alley. I'm interested to know. Uh, Something that's up my alley is talking. And that's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing this. And um, yeah, sorry if you can like hear the smile in my voice. That's great for like a customer service based job that's in a call center. That's what they want the, the customers to hear when they call. They can hear the smile through the phone. But I'm here like biting back a smile because I'm still a little bit embarrassed uh, over something that I'm sure most of you guys have forgotten by now. But let me remind you, OK, it didn't happen long ago. I falsely introduced my own podcast. Yes, just a few minutes ago, I tried to say that this is the what's up your alley podcast and that is not what this is called um but anyway we're just going to let bygones be bygones and trust that I'm not gonna make any more verbal mistakes of that nature in this episode that is a lofty goal I don't know if I can commit to that but it is good to have goals isn't it um so let's see y'all what is happening what's happening is I am recording this. I am here to wrap up the story. First of all, if you are listening to this for some reason and you have not yet heard the episode that came before, that was the first episode of my podcast. And that was telling the story of my travels to an international lands without proper documentation. Uh, And by that, I mean, I went to Canada somehow without my driver's license. I did not have an ID and I got over the border. I got to Canada. I went there to see Theo Vaughn's stand-up show in Toronto. Uh, Went on a little road trip, like an overnight trip with my friend Aaron. And it's fucking wild. So if you haven't heard that yet, go back and take a listen because you're going to need to be caught up to speed before you settle down and uh, and listen to this. So if you are already caught up and if you are current with the situation, then you have nothing else to do but sit back, relax, and listen to the tales of how a bandit like me crossed two borders because, I mean, well, this shouldn't be like a spoiler alert to any of you guys, but I am back in the United States right now. Uh, because that's where I live and that's where this recording is being done. So I did cross back over. Um, However, that is not all there is to the story. There is a story there and I am going to tell it. So I'm just going to jump right in. From my memory, where we left off is my friend, my beautiful, wonderful friend, Angie, 
shout out Angie, oh my God, for being the light of my life and my probably future wife, um, found my ID in a journal in my home, really, I mean, in my living room. And she just, she is not a certified or practicing, but a PI. And she could be, at least, as far as I'm concerned. She's, I mean, a detective. She's a fucking gumshoe. All right. So I wasn't telling her like any good hints. I had no idea where this was. And she just went on a whim on her instinct and she um, found it. Okay. So Angie finds my ID. Uh, the ID's in Michigan, in my home where I live. And I am in Canada. So she sends me a picture of the front and back because the Canadian border agent had told us that it might help us uh, when we went to cross back over, you know, the next day to have an image of it, have a picture of it. So luckily I was able to obtain that. Angie sent me the picture and I cropped everything so it was ready. You know, it could be full screen when I handed my phone there and all this nonsense. So Aaron and I crossed over to Canada by way of the Blue Water Bridge, which who even knew that was a thing? I guess just because I am um, ignorant, I didn't, but I really didn't. I do now. So we crossed over the Blue Water Bridge and on the way back, we had decided that we were going to take the route that took us over the Ambassador Bridge because that's really the bridge that I wanted to go on when this whole thing started because I've seen that bridge from afar. I've seen it lit up. I've seen it in the day. I've seen it, you know, and I've never traveled it before because this was my first time to Canada or really out of the country at all. So um, we routed ourselves to get us on track to be driving, you know, so that the Ambassador Bridge would take us back. And we didn't know if that would be a good move because we thought maybe and this is just a total hypothesis, and I really hope that our borders like are equally secure at all the checkpoints. Um, but we just thought maybe it might be a little less of a like hullabaloo to try to go over the border at the Blue Water Bridge again, since it had been, um, you know, not really busy. It was pretty seamless, but I just really wanted to go on the Ambassador Bridge. So I was like, let's take our chances. And, you know, worst comes to worst, we have Angie, who's got her enhanced license, come over the border. We inconvenience her, take a, you know, an hour out of her day, have her meet us right over the border bring me my ID. And then they would have to let us back over. And I was prepared to supplement Angie's fee that I was already going to be paying her for her, her finder's fee. Um, I was going to supplement that if we did need her to come bring that over the border, of course, because I would never, ever, ever allow somebody to do something like that for me without accepting monetary compensation. Um, so I mean, it would have kind of put a kink in our plans in terms of timing, because Erin had a couple, she had a, an obligation that she was already kind of pushing back with time for later that evening, assuming that we got over the border like relatively quickly, but we didn't really know what to expect. And we were a little bit nervous. Um, so we set out on our journey on our, on our ride home and we've got our route chosen. We know we're going to go over the ambassador bridge. I'm excited about that. If nothing else, I mean, I'm thinking I might get detained, I guess, but Oh, well, uh, but would that be the worst thing? Because if I was getting detained in Canada, then I would be taken back to my country, right? Which is what I wanted. So I guess actually being detained wouldn't have been that bad. Or is that just super like, that's horrible, bad and like white privilege of me to say. Um, anyway, I'm just being goofy. So I need to, it's time now for me to insert a little, a little piece, a precious piece of Aaron that... I love about her because I love her uh, as a whole, 
but it sometimes makes me not love her whole. Okay. You'll understand what I mean in just a moment. Our friend Aaron, like so many other Americans, suffers from what we call lactose intolerance. And our friend Aaron, who suffers from said lactose intolerance, like so many other Americans who suffer from lactose intolerance, is not deterred uh, by her inability to process lactose. She does not restrict her intake of dairy in an extreme fashion. Um, she has been mindful of it recently, but she does not totally like leave it out of her diet. She enjoys cheese like so many of us, and if she wants it, she will eat it. Now, sometimes the stars align, and Erin has a lactate pill with her when this happens, and that's great. That is best-case scenario. However... The night after Theo's show, Aaron and I were very, very hungry, and it was very late, and we had sort of a mutual craving for pizza, so we got, um, what was it called? It started with an N. Maybe like, it wasn't like novel, no, Nino, I don't know, uh, nor, mm, I don't know. It was a pizza place. We went to a pizza place, and Aaron consumed two pieces of cheese pizza and a giant, no, I don't want to say giant and like make her sound like she was like gluttonous, but just, it was like a big piece of like garlic bread. Um, but we thought it was kind of like a stick, but it was really like half of a loaf of garlic bread that like we added cheese to. So Erin had a lot of cheese in her system. Okay. And, um, when that happens, there's a lot of really foul gas that is created and then promptly expelled. And it's comical and by sound, like the farts are just, they literally sound like they come out of a fart machine or like a whoopee cushion. I'm not kidding you. And me, like any other well-behaved, self-respecting adult can have a good chuckle at a, you know, nice rip of a fart. Okay. Like anybody else. And I produce some as well. Trust me. Okay. But I'm not like an overly I guess like gaseous person in that way. I do like burp a lot and I do fart. Don't get me wrong, but I don't really, unless I've got something like a GI disruption, which knock on wood, I rarely deal with because I don't have lactose intolerance. I don't have like a gluten sensitivity or anything like that or IBD yet. Knock on wood again. I really am knocking. Um, so I just don't really, I don't put stuff out there in the same way. You know what I mean? So Erin, I love her dearly, but the morning that we were packing up from our Airbnb and getting ready to go, she was blowing off a lot of steam. Okay. And I mean, she, she's aware that these scents are horrendous, that they are, they penetrate to the core. And I was like, Erin, listen, this is a really really, really small condo. And uh, we're going to be in a confined space that is my vehicle in a few hours for a few hours. So since this is going on, like we, first of all, I'm like eating your farts for breakfast on an empty stomach. And I'm personally someone who has never vomited knocking yet again on wood in my life. Yes, that's correct. Maybe that's a story for another day, but I don't throw up. Okay. I actually have a phobia of throw up. It's a deep phobia. It's called a metaphobia. If you can relate, you know, that's not so great, but you know, you're not alone. Uh, anyway, these were turning my stomach to the point where I'm like, 
you're going to make me barf. If I keep eating these farts on an empty stove, they were just that bad. They were so ripe. They were so raw. And it did. It smelled like raw sewage, really. I mean, but even worse, if, if you can imagine that. So we were having, I was trying to have a good sense of humor about it. You know, we were laughing and I was like, I'm not trying to like shame you in any way. I do not want you to be uncomfortable. I know the pains that holding in gas can create and I am not a proponent for that. So I'm not by any means suggesting that you hold these in so that I do not have to smell them. All I'm saying is that one, we're in the car, we're going to need to have some spray available so that we can hopefully try to get this to dissipate, you know, and that I don't end up vomiting for the first time in my life, as well as crossing over the border for the first time in my life. And also having done that, you know, without identification, (laughs) like that's too much excitement for one trip. And I am not trying to add any more to this. So before we set off, we stopped at like a little party store, corner store, little thing. And I made her buy Canadian butt spray, really. I mean, it was just Airwick and it was snuggle scented. Um, it, it did smell really good. We tested it out. The, you know, we did a tester in the aisle. And of course, snuggle is just so cute on the little packaging that I was like, this has to be the one that we get. I mean, really like it's just, it was the freshest option. It was, it was good. So she paid, I think, maybe $3.99 Canadian for that, which really was not a bad deal because when you do the American conversion, I mean, that was like, what, a couple bucks? Like two bucks can of, you know, and I know we're not going to use the whole thing. Uh, so that did happen, okay? We were equipped with a can of Airwick and we were ready to use it. Um, and the funny thing is, is that Erin apparently got all her gas out because she was like not farting at all. And like, we didn't end up eating it, but you know what? It was a precaution. It was just in case. And you know, she could take it with her and use it for the bathroom. I mean, we all, we all can use a little bit of poop spray, fart spray. You know, we have butts and we know what they produce. So whatever, you know, no big deal. And, um, so we're driving along and I had asked her, I'm like, are you comfortable with me driving? Even though I don't have like a license with me, like I'm comfortable doing that. I know that's illegal, but I wasn't, I didn't feel comfortable asking my friend be like, Hey, like, will you drive for, you know, four and a half hours in my car? Something that we never agreed to because I'm an ass and I forgot my license. Like, no, I don't want to, you know, do that. And I don't mind. I was driving the speed limit. I figured I would take my chances. You know, it was already, I, for Christ's sake, I crossed the border and the Canadian border agent not only let me into the country without my ID or even a picture of my ID. Okay. Now, granted he did, I did have my Wayne state ID. So <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Cause that's like legal documentation. Um, but I did not have like my Michigan license or Michigan state ID. And I was operating a motor vehicle at the time of crossing over. Okay. Without any kind of identification that shows that I am equipped and recognized by the state to be operating that motor vehicle. So I'd already done that. I'm thinking this isn't a big deal. Um, you know, we're not like really in a rush. We're just going to take our time, go the speed limit. Aaron was like, yeah, that's totally cool. Like, you know, you go ahead and drive. Um, I'm, I'm not worried at all. I mean, I, you'll handle it. If, if anything happens, you know, you'll, you'll deal with it and take responsibility for it. Man, sorry. I had to take a little sip of water. I'm getting, I'm getting parched. Talking about all those juicy cheese farts really makes my mouth shrivel up because you know, um, raw sewage and all that. So, uh, but we decide that as we approach the border and the ambassador bridge that we should do 
a bit of a switcheroo and have Aaron be driving as we cross over because we're suspecting that the American border agents are maybe going to probably going to go a little bit harder on us than the Canadian agent did. And even if they don't, it's it's probably not wise to just, you know, be flaunting and advertising and trying to skate by underneath federal authority that you're doing something that is, you know, technically illegal. So we are looking, you know, the drive is going great. The weather was really nice. It was good driving days, both days. And we listened to a little bit of music, but we had some really nice talks. I mean, it was just quality. It was a good little road trip. Um, we hashed a couple things out between her and I because we're good at doing that. And you know, stuff comes up sometimes and we just, we do not let that stuff fester. We bring things up. We had a discussion about, um, just like our friendship and how it's evolved and, and, uh, you know, it was, it was really nice. So it was a good, it was a really good session. Everything's cool as a breeze. We stop and get gas off the Wayne Gretzky Parkway, which is really cool to see. Um, I didn't even know that existed, but I mean, it makes sense that it does. So, uh, and they had some road signs that were really interesting. They were like, warning about things that um, can kill, like tailgating kills, slow down, and, you know, fatigue kills, take a break. Um, I'm actually looking at them right now. Yeah, tailgating kills, leave some space is what it was. And then fatigue kills, take a break. And then the last one I saw was drinking and driving kills, don't drink and drive. And I got some Kinder Eggs at the gas station, um, well aware that those are considered contraband and if found... Uh, as you're crossing the border, they will be confiscated that they are technically not allowed to go from Canada to the United States. So I consumed those babies right away. Um, the toys in them were like, they were secret life of pets too. So I didn't really get them. Like they were just these little animals. And But I mean, they were cute and all. So this is all going great. And you know, we're approaching the bridge. It's telling us that, you know, in 15 minutes we will be at the ambassador bridge. And I start getting a little rumbly and I start nervous farting. Okay. Because that's what I do. My bowels, my anxiety started to rise. And so did the activity within my bowels. And I had gas that was just, it was burbling, it was burgeoning, and then it was emerging. And these were rancid. Okay. These were rancid farts. And it's so fucking ironic. I don't know if I would say, no, I don't think ironic is right, but how funny is it? And how apropos that I'm the one who makes Aaron buy this butt spray because she's the one who's ripping off these sick farts all day long, you know, leading up to our trip. And I'm the one who ends up nervous farting and almost gassing us out before we can even get to the border. And I'm the one who ends up needing the spray. So I'm like spraying it. And it's like, we don't have enough area for me to do like a sweeping motion and it's very concentrated beads and like droplets and our arms are just like soaking wet with snuggle. And she's like, Oh my God, they're going to smell it and think we're trying to cover up like drugs or something, which we totally were not doing. There was no use of illicit, illicit substances or anything illegal going on. Um, so then that got me a little paranoid and I just personally, I have generalized anxiety disorder. I do. My heart rate is very linked to my anxiety or my state of calmness. And so that's one of the the first things to kind of, it just, it inches up, it inches up, it inches up. And then before you know it, it has just skyrocketed. And I just, you know, I'm about to, about to stroke out, frankly, you know, luckily I've avoided that, um, that climactic event thus far in life. But, and I try my best, you know, it's, it's decently managed my anxiety. Um, 
generally speaking, but this was kind of an anomaly of a situation and I definitely did not know what to expect. So we're approaching, I'm farting. I'm, you know, like my forehead vein is just thrumming in my head and you can see my pulse from, you know, my side of my neck. Uh, and, we're getting closer, getting closer. And we kind of like stop talking. It's like getting, it's getting just quiet and we're just looking and we're watching. And, um, I, I had said earlier on in the trip, I'm like, we definitely have to make sure we stop at the duty free store, like on our way. But that was the last thing on my mind. I, we did see the bridge and then we, so what happens is you actually ride on the bridge and cross over the Detroit river before you get to the ports where they, you know, take your ID or not, if you don't have one and, you know, question you or have you declare anything or whatever. So we're driving over the bridge. I'm looking at the water and it's really shaping up to be a gorgeous, gorgeous February afternoon. And the weather, I mean, it's just, it's sunny. It's kind of mild out. It's beautiful. The water is just glistening. There was an asshole from another state, I think Massachusetts or something in front of us who absolutely did not know how to drive. I mean, it was just so scenic. And so we get into, you know, we can see now the booths that have the agents and the bridge is done. The fun of the bridge is done. Was it everything I ever hoped for? Uh, I guess so. I really don't even remember it because I was just so nervous. And um, I, I had to keep reminding myself, Allie, you have, you don't really have anything to be nervous about. You did make a mistake, but you got over to this country because somebody's already aware of the mistake. Like, and you just have to see what they're going to say. You don't know, you know, you have an alternate route and Angie needs to bring your ID. She can, you know, so I kind of talked myself down and kept myself. Okay. Now Aaron had, Aaron and I had decided ahead of time that Aaron was going to hand her license to the, the agent, the border agent, and then I would kind of lean, you know, duck down or whatever from the passenger side and then tell my side of things. Cause she had asked, she's like, do you want me to like speak for you or do you? And I'm like, it's okay. Like, I'll just, I'll tell them. And I kind of had in my mind a plan of what I wanted to say. Um, but we get into a line and it's like the longest one that's taking like the longest to, to move. It was definitely more crowded than whenever and wherever we entered Canada on the other side the day before at the Blue Water Bridge. There were a lot more vehicles and it wasn't anything super, super like overcrowded, but I was like, okay, like we're, we're going to be sitting here for a couple minutes. So, you know, I let a little bit more gas out and Aaron's like gagging in the <laughs> driver's seat and, um, we saw that like they had the canines out, um, I guess, you know, investigating a, a vehicle. Um, I didn't really see any commotion that they had alerted on anything. So it was pretty, you know, it seemed pretty run of the mill. I'm like, okay. And then we're seeing all the other, literally every other line is moving. Cars are going up and cars are passing, cars are getting through. And like our line is not moving. And we're like, of course, of course. But, you know, we just stayed put and we were like, all right, well, we are where we are and it's going to be what it's going to be. So it's finally our turn. It's finally our turn. And we pull up to the booth and the agent is sitting in there and Aaron hands him promptly her, her enhanced license. And I couldn't really see him because of the way, like the ceiling of my car. And it's just, I, we were lower than where he was like up at seated level. So I thought that there was going to be maybe like a verbal prompt from him, like about me, but I kind of ducked down to look at him and realized that he was looking right at me very expectantly, you know, pretty much saying without any words, uh, excuse me, where the fuck is your ID? You know, I need this. What's wrong with you? Why don't I have this? I have hers. I, I don't have yours. And so I was like, 
hi, I actually realized yesterday when we crossed the border and came over to Canada that I had forgotten my license at home. So I actually do not have my identification. Um, I do have a picture of my license if you would like that. And I have my Wayne State ID and I do have my social security card. So um, yes, I'm not sure what you will need. And he goes, okay, he goes, so you have a picture of your ID? And I go, yes. And he goes, okay. He goes, well, where are you ladies coming from? And we're like, Toronto. He's like, why were you there? I say, to see a comedy show. He goes, oh yeah, who? And I'm like, Theo Vaughn. Cause I'm thinking like, this guy doesn't know who Theo Vaughn is. Like, oh God. And like, I don't know. I just like, this is, oh. and he's like, Theo, like, like MTV, Theo, like he, and we're both like, yeah, yeah, like road rules, Theo. Like he's he's a, he's a stand up comedian now, actually, and he's like, oh my god, I had no idea. And I'm like, yeah, it was really really funny. And um, we met him afterwards. Like he, you know, he met his fans, and we got some pictures. So it was pretty cool. And he's like, oh wow. He's like, I didn't know that. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, so how long did you stay? And we're like, oh, like less than 24 hours. And he's like, okay, all right. Uh, and he's asking Aaron where she lives and what she does for work. And then he asks me, um, the same questions and I tell him where I live and I tell him that I'm looking for work. And he's like, okay, well then what was the last job you had? I'm like, I worked at the post office for the holiday season. So, and he's like, oh, okay. Okay. And he's like, all right, so you have a picture of your ID. Let's see this picture of your ID. And I hand my phone to Aaron, she hands it to him and he types into his system. I have no idea what their system, you know, has in it contains documentation wise. Um, but he typed something in there and he's looking at, I guess his screen and he's holding my phone and I'm thinking, please don't swipe right now because if you swipe, you're going to see the bad picture of me and Theo because we took two together. And th this is like where my priorities are, okay? This is what's important to me. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like if anything, like so make sure that you don't like swipe left, like swipe right because that's a good picture of Theo. And I don't, you know, but I'm, this guy's not going to swipe on anything on my phone. I mean, he's trying to verify who I am or what I'm doing. So he goes, okay, Miss Sh Schlang, is it Schlang? And I go, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm like, do you know anybody who wants to get married? And he's like, I mean, you know you're old enough to where if you want to change your last name, you just can on your own. You know that, right? And I'm like, I know, but I mean, it's so expensive. And if I could gain a partner throughout it all, then I, I might as well. And he's like, yeah, well, sometimes that doesn't work out so good. And I'm like, oh, well, I know that. I mean, why do you think I haven't done it yet? <laughs> and so anyway, we're laughing. He goes, so Wixom, you live in Wixom? Oh, and I'm like, I mean, he's obviously joking with me. I guess you guys can't see my facial expression as I'm telling this, but it was, he was, he was obviously making a joke. And I'm like, I know, I know. I'm like, born in Livonia, born in Livonia and raised. I just live in Wixom now. So, and he goes, oh, born in Livonia, huh? He goes, where were you born? So I have a feeling he was looking at my birth certificate in the system because that would have that information in there. And if he wasn't looking at something that had my birthplace, like my hospital that I was born in, to verify what I answer, then why would he even ask me that, you know? So I'm like, oh, St. Mary's Hospital in Livonia. And he's like, okay, okay. And he's like, so you said that you go to Wayne State? And I'm like, 
no, I don't go to Wayne State this year. I was a student there last year. Um, but as of April of last year, yeah, that was the last class that I took. So, and he's like, okay, well, what were you studying? And I'm like, uh, communications. And he's like, which by the way, sorry, I said that with like, there was an S on the end communications. It was not, it was communication. And that's what the program of study was called at our college. You can argue with me if you really want that. Oh yeah, well we called it communications and you're a communications major, but it was communication, communication studies. So anyway, I digress. Uh, that could also, that could be like the sub line of like my, of my, this is the up your alley podcast. I digress. So I tell him, communication. He says, Oh, where'd you take your English classes? I'm, I'm like, what? And he's like, what building did you take your English classes in? And I'm like, uh, Oh, I didn't take any English classes for at, at Wayne. And he's like, really? You study communication and you don't take any English classes? And I'm like, well, you see, I opted out of English because I passed the AP English 12 exam when I was in high school. I did take a couple English courses, um, but they just, they were at community colleges. They weren't at Wayne State. So, and he goes, okay. He goes, well, then what building were majority of your classes in? And I'm like, uh... Alex Manoogian Hall, I think. I don't know. It's like almost been a year. He's like, okay. He's like, I'm asking you questions. I don't even know the answer to. Ha ha ha. He's like, all right, ladies. Well, just go ahead and pull forward there to the right. Thanks. And, you know, hands my phone back. We're like, okay, thanks. So we pull forward and I'm like, what is next? Like, surely this cannot be the end. So an agent uh, goes up to Aaron on the driver's side and he's got his sunglasses on and he's like stone faced and he's looking at his little handheld unit that I can only presume has information that, you know, the, the first agent relayed to him, you know, the, the questions to ask and how we answered and everything. Cause he starts talking to Aaron and asking us basically the same exact questions. Where are you coming from? But a little more like no nonsense style. Where are you coming from? Why were you there? Oh, why would you only be there for a day? What's the point of only, okay. Uh, who was the comedian? Okay. Where do you live? What do you do? Where does she live? What does she do? You know, and so she, Aaron answers and she does, she does good. I mean, we had nothing to hide and we were consistent with our answers because those were the truth. So somebody comes over to my side on the passenger side and I roll the window down and he starts talking to me and basically asks me the same things for the most part. And I start answer, answering and, um, he said, like, <laughs> he asked me how I pay my bills when I told him that I was currently unemployed, which like, wow, that was just, that was very personal. And I'm not going to actually answer that question right here, right now, because it's none of your guys' business. You can just rest assured that I do. And, um, but it was just funny. I'm like, wow, that tripped me up. And that was not something that had been asked (laughs) before, like throughout this process. So they seem to be satisfied with the answers that we gave. And they're like, all right, so we're going to need you to pop the trunk, please, because we're going to need to, you know, look in the trunk. I'm like, yeah, no problem. Um, And I start talking because, you know, this is my car. Oh, they did ask me. They're like, is this a new car? I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) My car's like almost eight years old. And they're like, oh, but this is the first time that you're bringing it across the border, though, right? And I'm like, oh, correct. Yes, it's never been, you know, nor have I. So um, I'm like, so to pop the trunk, I'm actually going to have to have her take the key out of the ignition and just use the trunk button on the fob, if that's okay, because I've had this car for almost eight years and I've never seen like another way to do it. And it won't work if you push it on the fob when it, the car's running for some reason. I don't, and he's like, oh no, it's, it's right there down there, that handle. But I'm like, no, actually that's like the, to pop the hood. And he's like, oh, you're right. Um, 
okay, like, yeah, that's really strange, but okay, go ahead. So we take the key out. And then the other agent says to me, you're letting her drive your car. And I'm like, uh, well, I mean, I don't have my license. So when he's like, yeah, okay. Okay. So they go through the trunk where there's really nothing. I mean, Aaron's suitcase and, uh, they went through there very briefly. They didn't ask us to get out of the car. Um, they looked in the back seat, they popped one of the doors open and just kind of looked around. I had my pillow back there and the guy like presses down on it and it's like really full. It's bulging. Cause I have like a blanket rolled up in my, uh, pillowcase. So it's like super fat and I'm like, Oh, it's mine. I'm like, sorry, that's, that's like a blanket. I just, and he's like, it's so squishy. Like, Oh my, like, what is this memory foam? I mean, it, <laughs> he's like pressing on it like repeatedly and like making the impression. And I'm like, I mean, you know, it's from Walmart, really. Um, and everybody seems to like it who like comes in contact. Not that that many people like encounter my my pillow, but I uh, so I'm like, Allie, foot and mouth, you know. And so he's like, uh, you know, kind of chuckles and whatever. And then they basically tell us that we're good to go. And we cross over <laughs> like it was just they're like all right thanks ladies so just remember your id next time i'm like oh yeah definitely will do thank you so much and we drove forward and that was it they didn't even ask us if we were declaring anything and we had um we had a little bit of merchandise from the salvation army and like a chocolate bar no kinder eggs we didn't have any contraband um but yeah i mean it was great we didn't even get out of the car they didn't do like a super thorough search so i guess they must have you know, looked at my background, looked at, you know, whatever documentation they had, felt satisfied with the questioning, you know, didn't have, we, I, I'm sure we didn't give them any, any alarm bells going off that maybe we were up to something nefarious because we weren't, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, it was super smooth and I just felt like so giddy. Like once we crossed over, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And it really didn't take that long. I would guess that, sorry, I said that so weird. I would guess that if, long maybe maybe 10 minutes maybe and I was expecting and totally would have been understanding if they would have made us like get out and question us and like you know bring us in somewhere and give them our keys and let them do whatever they want take the car apart if they want you know um but yeah I mean it really was it was not that big of a deal and I am thankful to be back and Erin got to her obligation and everything was great she dropped me off she packed up her car. I went inside. I brought my bags up, you know, sat down for a little bit. And yeah, then I went to go get my daily round of Taco Bell. And I see Aaron's license sitting in my console. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my fucking God. She left her license in my car after all this. So yeah, cherry on top. Um, I got it back to her the next day. She came by and grabbed it. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was really funny. So moral of the story is take your ID with you. It is literally illegal, at least in this country, to be like out on the streets without a legal ID. If you're above a certain age, and I believe that age is technically 18. Um, yeah. So, and also like, that's just what you need to do. So I learned my lesson. Never think that you're too good to double check that you have something. If you're leaving for a trip, like tickets or an ID or, you know, just whatever else you need to get in order to make this happen. So I definitely learned and I can't wait to go back again and have a completely different border crossing experience. Um, I don't know really what it was about Canada, but something after I got back to like my house or my home, um, something 
made me like so badly want to just be back in Canada all of a sudden. Like I was like, I am ready. I'm ready to drive around, see more of it. It's a vast country. There's such an array of things to see. And there are so many different provinces and a lot of different climates. Uh, and maybe not like during this season, but yeah, I mean, this just, it depends on if you're like off the lake or there's, you know, a lot of, um, like wooded, you know, forestry and stuff like that. And, I just, I don't know. It was awesome. It was a, it, overall, it was a really good trip. So I do certainly appreciate anybody who took the time to listen to that and my buffoonery. Um, I would like to take this time to wrap up with a rant as I did last time as well. I have to tell you something and it makes me pretty upset. On Sunday and then on Monday of this week, So two times, back to back, one time each day, I was yelled at by grown men. They were two different men, different, completely different settings from my car. I was in my car doing what you do. I was not, regardless of what you may know or any preconceived notions about women drivers or if you've ever personally been with me and seen some of the asinine things that I have been known to do while driving, uh, I was not doing anything wrong in either of these situations, it's going to take too long to like tell the gory details and you really don't want to know. But the point of my story is that these men felt like they were entitled to literally yelling at me, yelling at me, a stranger, a young woman that they do not know because they thought that they knew something about what was going on or whatever it might be. So I just want to shout out to all of you assholes out there who think that it's okay to do that. I guarantee you also that if I, I am not going to say um, that name of that Taylor Swift song that I think is abominable, that's like a, a big hit right now. But I'll say that if I was a dude, if I was a dude, they would have not yelled at me 100% guarantee you that because uh, I wasn't doing anything wrong. So there was nothing to really be yelling about. Promise you they would not have yelled unsolicited and unwarranted at a young man. Uh, but they did yell at me. So if you're a man out there in, that wor- in this world, in that world, in this world, in any world, and you ever get the thought, maybe I should yell at or otherwise harass or try to demean that young woman over there that I don't know. Maybe I should invade her personal business, even though she's handling whatever's going on by herself and there's really not a problem. I really, really urge you to challenge that thought instead of indulge it, okay? And if you do choose to indulge it, I really further encourage you to go home and make sure that all the women who are close to you in your life are fully aware of what kind of fucking asshole you are. Because all I could think of was if these per- if these men have wives and if they- these wives knew that they were doing this right now, I'm pretty sure they would be like, super unhappy because there it's just so uncalled for. You know what I mean? It just really is. And you do not deserve to take up more space. You do not deserve to make me question what I'm doing or if I'm, you know, if I'm passing your little invisible test just because you're a man and I'm a young woman. Okay. And I look really young too. Now I know I look really young, but I'm also almost 30 years old. So this ain't my first rodeo and I don't need your help. I am fully aware of using my words, actually overusing them. Uh, so don't you worry if I need your help, I will ask you if I want your input, I will ask you. Otherwise I don't need you to yell at me or any other young woman or any other female person, whether she's a child under eight or who, however old 
period. Okay. Especially because this whole thing could pretty much be chalked up just to that. I was a woman and that they're guys. So, um, it's bullshit. And if you do that, you should probably be ashamed of yourself. And if not, you should at least have a deep conversation with yourself about why you do that. And maybe open that up to women in your life too. that conversation. And maybe they can help shed some light, or maybe it might help reveal to them your true essence of who you are. And then your life will, uh, will fall into place accordingly as it should be. Because if that's who you really are, people in your life deserve to know, not just me, the strange girl who is, you know, waiting to turn left in an inter- at a four-way intersection. <laughs> so anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at Up Your Alley Podcast, and that's A-L-L-I-E. I'd like to give a... Uh, little kudos to, of course, producer Nick for letting me use his equipment and his time and being gracious with scheduling for this week. And also to my brother, Josh, for, um, oh my God, I hate the way I said that I'm recording that. Please cut this out, Nick. Also to my brother, Josh, for, yeah, designing my logo, really. Uh, So if you see that stunning, stunning, minimalist, beautiful logo, you are looking at the works of Josh Ownby. And yes, that font is for sale on Creative Market. So um, check it out. He's got a lot of other really great ones too. And um, I really appreciate you helping me out with my creative endeavors, gentlemen. Um, Thank you for listening. And I will be back with another episode that I promise you will be up your alley very soon. Good night. Goodbye. Farewell. Good day. I don't know what time of day or night it is when you're listening to this and I am making myself cringe. So I'm just going to cut myself off now. Okay. Goodbye. (laughs)